Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Hey guys, Andy and Dave um, from another Tuesday tune-in, the first Tuesday tune-in, which is actually outside of the office or our homes, Dave. I know, I feel very, very peculiar about it, but no, it's awesome. And now I'm listening to myself okay. talk. It's not like we haven't had long to perfect this technology. <laughs> Steven Zaka here setting up this amazing setup and they're watching us just completely scramble all over their efforts. But no, it's awesome. So um, yeah, we've, uh, we've left sunny Wales for sunny yeah. London to come and visit our friends at the Altitude Centre. Yeah. You would have heard us talking about them before. Um, they're the science to our experience. They're the guys that really, uh, you know, give you the information that dispels the fear. Exactly. No, it's really stoked to be here. Um, we've done a little bit of testing before, um, heart rate, oxygen levels, been quite interested to see the numbers. Uh, it's been yeah. almost 18 months since Altitude Day. You beat it, so. me, didn't you? I know it's not a competition. <laughs> I know it's not a competition, but I was a bit upset. Uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll look at the stats in a bit. But right, um, yeah, and we're with James, uh, who's all the way from the uh, Altitude Centre. Um, James, welcome to the live, mate. Thank you very much. It's great to uh, finally have you down. I feel like I've been yeah. talking to you through a screen for the last... I know. Yeah. We're a bit zoomed out at the moment, yeah, aren't we? I think so. Literally, yeah, zoomed literally. Out. I will yeah. never do another Zoom quiz as long as I live. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, a huge statement, but I back you on it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, but we should say actually, yeah, that you've, um, you've, uh, I mean, right off the bat, your resume, you've summited Killy. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you know what altitude feels like? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I guess that, like to introduce myself. My, yeah, my name's James. I'm the lead performance yeah. specialist here at the Altitude Centre. That's yeah. my um, kind of kind of gig, kind of role here. Um, I, yeah, I've summited Kili myself and worked to help prepare people basically for Kili Everest Base Camp, but then yeah. anything higher than that as well. So we've had, you know, an Everest season just gone, we've got people looking, yeah. lining up some seven, 8,000 meter peaks across the next couple of months going into December as well. So, um, proper altitude. yeah, no, it's all proper altitude. It's it all is, proper it altitude. Is. It just What's affects you differently. In this room? Right now we're sitting at 2,700 meters. So yeah. it's kind of like being yeah. in the high Alps. So yeah. if you've been, yeah. you know, when you've been skiing before that kind of thing, the kind of level that you usually ski from. Yeah. Um, but then, for yes, us, this is Lukla, which is, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Lukla's 2,800 meters yeah. on the Everest Base Camp track. Let's not split here. Let's uh, go down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, in the mindset, I can feel myself. Facting, yeah. Facting. Facting. Yeah. Facting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really great to be here. I remember yeah. we, did, um, we did a course with you, an online course, yeah. you know, yeah. and learned a lot. And ever since then, we've understood the value in it. And um, we've really wanted to kind of introduce it to everyone and come down here and, yeah. you know, guinea pig. Can you pick ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So we're going to see how we get on now. So yeah, it, basically the, the kind of agenda for the day. Um, obviously, we, we've had a little bit of intro now. We're going to jump on the machines. I'll be on the treadmill. Not running, you know me, a base camp pace. Um, going to be on the altitude masks. Um, and then we're going to look at the stats. We're going to go up a few levels, James. That That's right, right yeah. So we'll, we'll basically see how you respond to yeah. uh, just to this level, just to walking at 2,700 meters, kind yeah. of get you going, get you into it. And then just start cranking up the altitude, really. Go to Sighted. about 4,000 meters, go to just over 5,000 meters. Yeah. And obviously, we've already, before we came on, we've, yeah. we've tested how you respond to those altitudes just passively without exercising. Yeah. So then it'll be good to see now how, when we kind of start layering in the walking, yeah. you actually respond to that as well. So yeah, it'll be awesome. interesting. And then Dave uh, is going to be jumping on the bike because we, we don't want you doing much walking, mate. Right? Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, <coughs> I'm unable to, um, to do the walking, you know, so I'm going to be cycling. Um, but I, I imagine it'll be much the same type of experience, yeah, exactly. um, if not worse, knowing my luck. <laughs> and then, and then sort of after that then, because we've had a bunch of questions come in already. So we're going to be doing, uh, obviously, a and as like we normally do on the lives, uh, answering all the questions, you know, anything that you, you want us or James to answer today. Don't forget to put that in the comments, um, you know, so we can answer it on the live. Obviously, we, we've got the expertise of James uh, on, you know, uh, obviously uh, put his time aside to do that. Um, so we can talk about maybe the science, any, any scientific, pretty well, pressure's on you now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm not loading this yeah. up. Yeah. James, James will know the answer to absolutely every question, not just altitude related, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. obviously any, yeah, uh, any other stuff you need to talk about. So yeah, Hello, Nick. <laughs> the one thing I'm going to be doing as well, I should say, is um, I'm going to have my phone in my hand um, yes. so I can uh, get the comments and well, I want to see who's on. I mean, obviously you've got Dave Ribbington. I, yeah. I know Ramona's on here somewhere. Marky V. Uh, Morag, who we got? We got Jerome. Namaste, Jerome. Uh, hey, Evertrek. Oh, we got Tamarin. Tamarin, it's been a while. I haven't seen you on the live. Alan, 
Alan Smith, what a bloke. Don Everest. Um, how old is how old, Alan? Alan Smith? 71, 72? Yeah, he did Everest so, Space yeah. Camp with us. Absolute I, I, legend of a guy. Yeah, yeah, absolute uh, legend. Mark Tallin. Mark, love your coffee. Uh, Joel, oh Joel, sent us a gift the other day. Joel, Joel, sent love that. Us Joel Palmer's on the line. Yeah, sent us an amazing gift. It's, um, yeah. I think it's like a Korean tea set. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Honestly, we, <laughs> right. I, I'm beginning to feel a bit awkward because people do send us like these things. Yeah. And but I'll be honest with you, like keep doing it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, but yeah, we had um, one of them send us in some tea. It was yeah, called yeah. Yeti. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, which is really yeah, nice. Good. Hard to play on words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we've yeah. got the um, this lovely sort of tea set to bring in yeah. uh, to the office. We've uh, we've had stuff sent from Australia. Um, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. anyone wants to send us end. things, we are the altitude sensor. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, we got we got some, and you'll see at the bottom of the screen as well. Um, just in terms of the uh, the consultation with the altitude sensor, uh, we got a nice little thirty percent off for everyone. So yeah, do email the guys. I think that is, might come across on the screen during the live. Um, but right, yeah, should we should we crack on and, yeah, I think and, so. and get started? Are we are we are we ready to crack on? Yeah, we good. Yeah, that's it. Nice. I like the way we looked at Steve. I know. I want to, I want to, check, I want to check the text. All good. Um, Dave, would you like to go first or second? Um, we got it set up with a treadmill. First. Okay, we'll so go first. We'll Steve, Steve, first Steve's telling me I'm going second. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. To let's your put right. the let's put the mask on then. So, yeah. Steve's in full direct mode. Yeah. Well, given that I've set everything up for the uh, treadmill first, then. Uh, right. Let's see how we get on. We're all good. So yeah, to begin with, we're not going to need uh, not going to need the mask just to begin with. You okay. Just pop that in the uh, yeah, side yeah, of the treadmill. Because as I say, in here, in the room, we're at two thousand seven hundred meters already. Yeah. So all we're going to do look to like. begin with is uh, yeah, look, look. So we're going to have a look and basically see uh, just how your um, physiology responds to this one. So okay. we're getting the treadmill going. Fat burner. Oof. Flat terrain. That's right. This doesn't matter too much. And what we're going to do is crank the incline yeah. up to twelve percent incline. Twelve percent. Okay. And then go three kilometers an hour. So it's base camp pace, as you say. Is this is a real chilled out, easy pace at two thousand seven hundred meters. And then what you'll see as we go through is how as we start okay. to crank up the uh, incline. Oh yeah, wow. The incline. This is coming up. This is Namche Hill, by the way. Yeah. So two thousand seven hundred meters. Yeah. Probably find that this doesn't bother you too much. Um, but then as we start to build up the. Uh, the altitude that little bit further, you'll start to notice it. So what we're going to do is nice. pop blood oxygen saturation monitor on your this finger. One? Yeah, because yeah, then I can see okay. it. Awesome. So all we're going to do basically throughout the session today is track your yeah. blood oxygen saturation and your heart rate. Yeah. Um, and it's really the blood oxygen saturation that's most interesting. So try and yeah. keep your hands uh, just off the treadmill belt there okay. and just keep moving normal, freely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And all we're going to do is just five minutes here, really just seeing how your, your blood oxygen saturation responds to being at this altitude. Five minutes. Yeah. Any questions while I'm on here, guys? Yeah, Do, uh, well, I'm looking, J Jerome has asked, will you fart when we depressurize? Um, yeah. um, I don't know, I'll try to hold it uh, in, Jerome. I'll be honest, that's, that's, that's the level, James. Yeah. But actually, so yeah. before we came in here, you mentioned that we were doing some like baseline tests. That's right, yeah. Like that. yeah. Are you expecting to see a steep decline in his statistical yeah. results? <laughs> statistical results, very scientific, I like that. Yeah, that's what um, we're going with. Yeah, sure. So. Yes, yes, to some extent, um, but that's that's kind of the point of testing because if we could say what we expect to see and apply that to everyone, then there'd yeah. be no need to, to do it. You know, everyone's quite individual. So yeah. for you guys both, actually, you responded quite well to the altitude when you were uh, just resting, when you were just sitting there. Yeah. Um, so what's going to be quite interesting now is that as we start to get you exercising to see how you respond there. So we're just coming up through the first couple of minutes on this one. If I just take a quick look at your fingertip there. So your blood oxygen saturation is down at 92%. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is, is fine. That's fairly normal response in, in here. But it's a big difference between when you were just resting. So yeah. when you were resting and you were at 5,100 meters, yeah. you know, your blood oxygen was, was 95%. It was higher than that, even though you were at a much higher altitude. So actually just the addition of exercise, even at quite a low uh, altitude, has, has made quite a difference there. Yeah, we have, um, Andy has been spotted that you're wearing jeans while trekking, um, which we've advised people never to do. Very good. Um, but secondly, so we have got... This is artificial now. So, yeah, so, 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 so 94, he's going up. So yeah, and uh, neither of us are wearing boots or anything. But um, one quick question we do have, uh, which... Um, yeah. I'm just going to throw all these altitude questions to yeah, you today, James. Yeah, that's probably... Uh, why does al uh, alcohol have such a bad effect at altitude? <laughs> Um, but drinking yeah. loads of water has the opposite effect. That's from Brian. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the second thing there that, that you've said, really, Brian. It's about the hydration. 
drinking yeah. loads of water is is absolutely the key thing to be doing because being at altitude has a diuretic effect yeah um you know as, as you guys know so the more that you can replace that water that you're losing through the urine but also through your breath you know it's cold the air is very dry you lose a lot of water through your breath um so the more that you're replacing that the better and then anything that dehydrates yeah. you even further yeah it's an absolute no-go so that's that's the main reason for for staying away from alcohol from an altitude point of view and other than that you know you're exerting yourself yeah, you know, yeah. if you if you're exerting yourself you don't really want to be on the uh on the beers just have another quick look there 93 perfect so go for another 90 seconds or so on yeah. this one how are you feeling at this point though feeling good yeah i think yeah i'm looking forward to uh, getting to Namchi, yeah. the Irish bar. Um, you're not allowed to drink any alcohol in the yeah, Irish bar. Absolutely. <laughs> no, hydration's key, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. if nine times out of ten, any altitude sickness is related to hydration that we've seen on, on the trips, yeah? Yeah, I think it's one of the first things that so any sort of high altitude medical look at when someone's feeling ill. Yeah. Is they'll like, you know, check their hydration levels, check what they've been drinking right. historically. And me and you were having a off the uh, live chat earlier about it, and you said when you were climbing Kilimanjaro, the only time that you actually felt like altitude yeah. was winning yeah. was when you stopped drinking. That's right, yeah. I mean, it was, it was and only within the space of about half an hour, yeah. you know, it, it happened that quickly that just allowed myself to become dehydrated over that time. And oh, then wow. it was, you know, it's reversed so quickly. You yeah. know, I was fortunate that I was, I was able to do all the training in here. So actually, um, you know, I was relatively, uh, came away from it relatively lightly, Yeah, but still. Yeah. Cool. So just coming last 20 seconds or so on yeah. this one, and I'll just take a last reading on there as well. So yeah, you come down to 93%, heart rate's about 132, 131. Yeah, it's quite so hard, you can see it? actually, yeah, even though this is a relatively yeah. uh, relatively light intensity of exercise, you know, it has had, a, has had an effect on you there. 100%. Yeah, if you want to just jump off the treadmill there, so if you take your weight through your arms, whoops. <laughs> Sorry, I only meant off the side, but I like, you, I like Are you insured? James, are, <laughs> this is me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'm insured, but I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, what I meant was just off the side, but that's fine. We'll stop it there. <laughs> and what we'll do is uh, is get you hooked up now. So I'll take awesome. the one back yeah. from you there. And <sighs> I'll get you fun. two. If you put your mask on here, yeah. so you... Oh, you've done that. That's the bottom one, isn't it? Yeah. Is that right, the bottom one? It's the, well, it's the top one. So oh, if sorry, you pop sorry. it on... No, well, no, you, as in you had it on the right one, but that then is the top. Ah, I see. Here we go. One, yeah. Cool. Perfect. Wipe that on there. Just give us a little bit of time to get going. Cool. And then what we're doing here with the machine is basically taking air from the room, yeah. removing some more of the oxygen from it, and then feeding it through the tubing that you're then breathing through the mask. So before you were breathing air that was about 15% oxygen. Yeah. So that's how we get to 2,700 meters. We're going to take that down now to 13% oxygen. Uh, which is going to take you to about 3,800 meters equivalent, okay? Nice. So, Everest View Hotel, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Watching. It's all right. <laughs> Sweet. So, we're going to start again slowly on this one, and yeah. it's going to be exactly the same gig again. So, okay. three kilometers an hour, 12% incline. And all throughout this five minutes, yeah, we'll just pop the uh, blood oxygen monitor back on. Okay. And so it's a bit of a frame of reference when we tested you passively, so without any exercise, but we had you breathing air that was at this altitude. Your blood oxygen was staying 96% was the yeah. lowest you got down to. So it didn't really have too much of an effect on you while you were just sitting there. Yeah. But then as we've already seen, layering in that uh, level of exertion and that exercise yeah. actually does start to influence that quite Well, well now Andy's masked up, we're going to give him a quick fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, um, so we've had a couple of technical questions. Yeah. Um, so we've been asked uh, how this room yeah. is kept at 2,700 Yeah, so it's kind of... Um, it's, it's like a sealed room, and when we take air from outside, filter it through a number of times, and basically split some of the nitrogen out of it, yeah. and, and feed lots of that nitrogen in. So normal air that you're breathing would be 21% of that air would be oxygen, yeah. and in here only 15% of the air is oxygen, okay. so we filter in a little bit more nitrogen. Yeah. Um, and then the machines that we're using work on the same premise. So right now, 13% of the air that, that he's breathing is oxygen, yeah. and then we'll take that down again to get the altitude higher. Yeah, okay. And, and I suppose that's the big difference, because we did have a question about whether those altitude masks, or I, I think they just call them like restricted breathing yeah. masks now. That's the thing that they don't do, right? Because that's you're right. still breathing in the oxygen, which is as rich as it is without the mask, but it's just, just like less of a straw. 
That's exactly the analogy that I would use. Yeah, they don't. So in order to simulate altitude, what you need to do is change something called the partial pressure of oxygen. And that's a combination of the air pressure and the concentration of oxygen in that air. So when you're at altitude, 21% of the air is still oxygen, but there's less air pressure. So there's less air overall. What we do is the reverse of that. We keep the air pressure the same, but reduce the oxygen concentration. Has exactly the same effect on the body in terms of acclimatization. and it's a much easier way of simulating it as well because you we don't have to deal with pressure locked doors and all yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Jim, I'll just take a quick reading from you there. 89, good stuff. <laughs> cool. How are you feeling on this one? So far, so good? Just yeah, coming up through halfway on this one? Yeah, yeah good stuff. Everest Hotel, they have really good coffee. Yeah. So that's my motivation now. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm not sure what that sounds like on the mic. Um, but what Andy said was, I mean, it is really, really fascinating, I think, to see this sort of thing. I mean, it was strange when I first came into this room, I remember chatting for ages. I think it was at least 20 minutes before I realized it was 2,700 yeah. meters. Yeah. And, then imme- and then immediately I started thinking, can I feel anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, so, ge- I mean, generally you won't feel anything too much when you're just sitting at that sort of altitude. Um, but as you saw, when we start putting in the exercise, and we have people doing high intensity exercise in here. Yeah. So, obviously, altitude training traditionally, you know, endurance athletes runners, cyclists, triathletes, that sort of thing. Um, Or people looking for basically more bang for their buck from a workout as well. So if you've got people trying to lose weight, get fit, get healthy, whatever, come in here for like a 30 minute spin class, 2,700 meters, that's when you really start to notice it. Just sitting in here, maybe a little bit less so, but when you're you're doing the exercise, that's when you really start to notice it. I mean, that does answer a question from um, Parisha that's asked, so the two guys standing there, that's David James, um, and there are actually two others, um, uh, breathing air as if at 2,700 meters, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Just come out through the last minute, man. Ramona has um, raised an interesting question about, she knows that when going to altitude, acclimatization is obviously really important. How do we account for that when checking the body's responses at the altitude center? But then this is like, this would be day one of an overall acclimatization program. That's absolutely right. This is saying, if you're coming in here for your consultation that we're going through now, this is saying, okay, if you were to go to altitude tomorrow, this is what the state of play would be. This is how you would actually respond. Um, and then from that, it's about putting a plan in place to either improve or yeah. whatever it is that we actually need to do. Because it might be that you're, you're in a really good place and we can start focusing a little bit more on fitness and other aspects. It might be that your acclimatization is not so good. Um, and that's what's highlighted in this baseline test. Yeah. And then we say, okay, you've got two, three months. Let's do this. Let's do some of this walking with a mask on. Let's train like this. Let's exercise at 2,700 meters. Let's do some passive exposures to higher altitudes. Um, and we can put that plan in place. So that's the key yeah. thing really is, is that this is a baseline that we then build from. That's, yeah. that's the key thing really. Excellent. We're just coming up through that five minute mark now. So I'm just gonna take that last reading back up towards 90, which is good. And just stop that one there. Perfect. And all we'll good. Properly, then. Yeah, that's fine. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I intended yeah. the first time around, but I like it, that's fine. Awesome. And we're just gonna keep the mask on for now, just to see how your blood oxygen saturation starts to recover when you stop walking, because it's kind of that feeling of you're, you're going along, you're trekking, um, but then you stop to take a drink, take a rest, and how does your blood oxygen saturation recover yeah. uh, from there, basically? So we'll just see where it starts yeah, okay. to come back up to on that one. Um, Jim Blues has asked, James, uh, how does it affect uh, blood pressure? And if there is any effect on that. Yeah, um, differently, chronically and acutely. Yeah. So when you're actually at altitude, your blood pressure might be just slightly higher because you've got less oxygen in your blood, but you've still got the same demand for oxygen from the muscles in the brain. So your heart rate goes up. Yeah. And anytime your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up a little bit. So acutely, your blood pressure might go up a little bit. But with a, a course of altitude training, it's really good for, for lowering blood pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, we find that actually across the course of five, six weeks, blood pressure starts to come down um, quite significantly. Yeah. Perfect. So your blood oxygen saturations just come back up to, to resting levels, 96, 97%, and yeah. quite quickly too, which is really nice. So again, it kind of backs up yeah. what we were seeing before, that actually when you're resting, yeah. you tolerate the altitude really well, yeah. it's just putting that level of exertion yeah. in that, that just starts to, uh, to top it up a little bit further. If you want yeah. to take the mask off there, yeah, yeah, just sure. see how you, uh, what you got to kind of say about that, how you felt with that one. Yeah, it's quite so interesting. He's, in the, he's I mean, in the helicopter now, he's in the yeah. helicopter. Uh, yeah, back and look at him, wow, yeah, okay. Sorry, just grab my salad. No, it's quite, quite interesting. interesting, I mean, 
when you are at altitude, you know, it does, there's acclimatization involved. And I think, naturally, obviously my body still remembers, yeah. luckily. Yeah. You know, it's been a long time. Um, you know, and I think with, with altitude, I mean, doing that, it's just great to simulate it, isn't yeah. it? I mean, give it, especially, I know we've, we've talked about this off camera about how, you know, getting people to feel comfortable at altitude, and I know it simulates it. Yeah, I love the science around it. Like, I'm not sure if any questions have come up about this, but just one for yourself, James, around, you know, altitude, obviously your blood thickens level, thickens more. Is it, it creates more red blood cells, is, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of two, two ways um, or two pathways for which your yeah. blood thickens. The first is the creation of red blood cells, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, because the, the red blood cells is how you carry oxygen around your body, so that's good. Um, but then also because of the dehydration that we're talking about, you're yeah. losing loads of water in your breath. You, you lose water through your urine. That water comes from somewhere. Mm. It comes from the, from the blood. So that's <laughs> then why when people are starting to struggle with altitude sickness, yeah. headache is one of the first things. Um, because of the, the thick blood going through the brain, basically. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's one yeah. of the things that, that kicks in there. Um, it's interesting. Felt good on that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think a big learn, and, and I, I know something I've shared a lot, is that I, I suppose that's the perfect example, is that if for altitude you feel like you're overexerting yourself, yeah. just stop and have a rest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, because you, you know, slow and steady, uh, yeah. as always, is, is, is yeah. the best way forward. But yeah, yeah, let's, let's go up. Let's let's quite, there is quite a few comments, actually, about the exertion. Yes. Um, you know, about how carrying kit will also have an, a, yeah. a different yeah, effect. Yeah. And also your pace in which you're walking and things yeah, like that. That's right, yeah. So as soon as you start introducing load carriage, your level of exertion is going up again. And, yeah. and you know that anecdotally, but it's what the you know, there's, there's research that shows that as well. That actually, yeah. for, for a given uh, walking pace, introducing load carriage starts to increase the, the symptoms of altitude sickness yeah. just because that exertion goes up. So then, as you say, it's about being better prepared, but then about how you manage yourself when you're on the mountain. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. exactly. Well, that was great, yeah. Perfect. So we're going to crank it up again now. Okay. We've got, given the machine a little bit of time to come up to altitude. And we're going 5,100 meters now, okay. which is... Well, right, sure. Yep. Which is just before base camp, guys. There we go. So... so you see what it's like getting the base camp. Yeah. Uh, getting to the right chest. So, an interesting question I have. If you were to, um, you know, dispel your, okay. uh, your duty to take good care of yeah. Andy now, what is the highest that we could crank him up to? <laughs> <laughs> and here we. I got a dodgy ankle. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> no, I just mean if we, uh, you know, because yeah, yeah, I'm fascinated by the technology as much as I am the the science yeah. of acclimatization. So the um, the machine's got to about six and a half thousand meters, okay. um, which is about as high as you can acclimatize the body to. Yeah. Um, so even when we're sending people to the eight thousand, you know, seven eight thousanders, we're really trying to get people to acclimatize as well as they can to about six thousand meters, so that yeah. then that extra bit they can tolerate well, um, and and yeah, they're as comfortable as they possibly can for as long as they possibly can be, um, and then that that last little bit comes down to how they've managed themselves on the on the mountain. Yeah. So oh, uh, Parisha was also asked that as well. Um, what is the highest altitude we can test? So six and a half thousand. Yeah. We can't suddenly. Put uh, Andy on eight eight four eight. Yeah. Um, unless my hand slips. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So um, Ramona has asked a question. So Ramona, I know, has already done base camp. I know she had some difficulties yeah. while she was there um, with acclimatizing. Yeah. So she's also, I think, had. I'm going to go with open heart surgery and stuff like that. So um, she's asked for: Is there any advice for someone with? those types of problems, particularly cardiovascular issues. Yeah. When going to altitude, is there anything she can do to kind of... Yeah, I mean, the, the key thing would be to, um, well, a couple of key things there, really. Obviously, if you've had issues with, uh, with being at altitude before, then the first thing to do is to understand whether those issues were um, something related to your physiology or whether that was to do with how you manage yourself on the mountain. Yeah. So actually having the assessment to work out, was it something that um, could have been prevented with better management would, would be one thing, or is it something that I actually need to acclimatize better for? And therefore, you know, kind of being as well prepared as possible before actually yeah. heading out is going to be one of the key things. So actually, Ramona, something like this might be good for you because we could, you could technically put you through the paces yeah. and try and work out exactly what it is about altitude that triggered her symptoms. That's of, right. Yeah, yeah, we start to do that. And then, and then the other thing as well, with, you know, with anyone with any medical issues going to altitude is to... Um, is to have medical proper medical advice on that you know we we can advise on the altitude side of things um but it's really important to stress that that we're not a medical facility um and that the the people to talk to are the the doctors yeah so Ramona, make sure you speak to your cardiologist that's right um because we accept no uh, responsibility <laughs> 
a sudden, well, yeah, acute heart explosion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to take a critic here. And yeah. uh, 86. So you're going nicely on this one. Two and a half minutes through on this one, which is good, uh, good point to get to on the test. Uh, Dave Rimington, he's going to hook himself up to a vacuum nozzle later when he goes home. Um, what are you doing your own time? Yeah. Wow. TMI, I think yeah. TMI. Um, Don't try this at home. Is it, is so, uh, <laughs> Paul Meacher says, see you next Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Hi, Paul. Um, so, let's have a quick look. So, there's a question about Diamox. Yes. Now, Diamox is an interesting one that I've used myself on Kilimanjaro. Yeah. But actually, maybe you could explain a little bit about what Diamox actually does for the body. Yeah. And, um, I mean, everyone's got an opinion on it. Yeah. So, I think whether people take it and how they take it, I always say, listen to your guide that's right yeah. but in terms of what diamox is and what it does for the body yeah it's uh well it's a prescription drug but it's a drug for glaucoma Excellent. um which is why yeah exactly <laughs> which is why often people will be a bit reticent to take it because if you're not got glaucoma should you be taking prescription drugs yeah. and all that sort of thing um but what it seems to do is um it, it, anecdotally and um you know there is evidence to suggest that it does help with Kind of prevention and alleviation of symptoms of altitude sickness yeah um and it works in the blood to kind of um sort of buffer um buffer what's happening in the blood yeah and you can take it as a course of medication you can take it to relieve symptoms um the the choice is kind of yours on that and then there are different ways that you can dose it depending on how you're experiencing your symptoms whether yeah. you're experiencing symptoms upon waking or you know during the day or before you go to, to bed so you can dose it differently as well um the, the, the key thing really with Diamox is that, or the two things I would say, if you decide that you're going to take it, then make sure you've taken some when you're in this country because it does have some side effects. You want to be aware of those side effects um, before, you, uh, before you get there. You want to know how it affects you. And the second thing is that it is in itself a diuretic. So you're already at altitude. Yeah. You're already um, in a situation which is making you dehydrated. If you then take Diamox on any given day, drink another litre of water yeah. on top of what you're already drinking. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that as well, because um, I'm really well on this one. He's uh, breathing a bit heavy, is that not? He is breathing, he's breathing very heavily. And that's one of the things that we'll talk about, actually, after yeah, this one. It's really noticeable. I do a lot at altitude. Yeah. That's because I know it works for me. Yeah. And obviously with asthma. Yeah. I'm used to getting those big, you know, long pulls of air. Yeah. Definitely helps, helps yeah. me a bit, you know, but... Yeah, no, that's excellent. That was good. Yeah, no, that's really good. So again, you see the, the blood oxygen's fallen to the low 80s, which is which is actually an excellent result on that test. Um, often we see the blood oxygen fall to, yeah. to below 75%, which is a bit of a cutoff for us. Okay. And we see that within the usually within the first couple of minutes. So that's an excellent result on that test. But what you do see as well, obviously you've you've got the heavy breathing going on, which is which is an adaptive response that yeah. helps maintain the blood oxygen. But your heart rate's much higher as well. So you finished off at yeah. a heart rate of 149. <laughs> on that one whereas when you were 2700 you were more like mid 120s yeah. so you know yeah. just adding in that that altitude has really had quite an effect on you and your your blood oxygen is coming up that little bit more slowly this time heart rate's recovering that little bit more slowly it's had more of an effect on you um yeah. i mean you can hear you can hear that just from from the breathing it's making me feel like, like air breath you're gonna yeah. love this thing <laughs> i know yeah, just, uh, like, yeah. but yeah it, it Maybe take some Diamox before you come next time. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 this is fine. It's interesting what you said about the Diamox as well, because um, I've been to EBC multiple times and never felt like I needed it. When I went to Kilimanjaro, I did. Yeah. And I took it, um, not as like a, a, what this is, a prophylactic, yeah. but like as a response to altitude. Yeah. Half a pill twice a day. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, James. Yeah, and that's the thing you say about, you know, half a pill twice a day. You can take it, dose it like that if you're feeling the effects across yeah. the course of the day. Um, some people will find that actually they'll feel the effects of altitude more so when they wake up because they're yeah. dehydrated from the night before, so you can yeah. take it all then. And some people, we were talking before about the chain stokes respiration, so yeah. that feeling of waking up in the middle of the night, feeling yeah. really short of breath, that can be one of the big ways that altitude affects people. So for those yeah. people, they might want to take it before yeah. they get all of it, before they go to bed, yeah. uh, rather than dosing. Yeah. Well, the one big thing that I noticed as well is it will disturb your sleep because you will be getting up in the night to go to the toilet. That's right. Yeah, so that is a guy like when I took it and I was in the tent with Andy, yeah. like, sorry, mate. <laughs> like, but it does have it. Um, spot on. I know we're going to move on to, to Dave now, but yeah. before we do, <clears throat> I suppose and, and some people might feel this is that yeah. what you were talking about there, where people wake up and seem to go, <gasps> yeah. You know, and is that that's what you mean, isn't it? The, the that's right, yeah, stokes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that's so that's chain stokes respirations. It's yeah. um, it does happen. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's normal it, yeah. because it is a sign that you're not acclimatized. <clears throat> 
Um, but I've had it a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, especially the first couple of times. My, yeah. my dad not, not had it. And yeah, actually, yeah. I think Diamox. That's one of the things that it does anecdotally help yeah. with. Because my father had it. He went to Everest Base Camp with me the first time. Yeah. Stopped short of Everest yeah. Base Camp. Turned back. All through, he was having that sleeping problem. Yeah. The next time he took Diamox, um, yeah. half and half, like yeah. we said, and it, it that stopped that yeah. problem. But you, you do have to drink, you know, four or five yeah. liters a day to uh, to compensate yeah, for the right. for the. Uh, but it's a good thing, right? It's what the body should be doing, right? As you say, as in, if, if it's triggered you to breathe like that, yes. it's done its job. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what you should be doing, yeah. That's okay. exactly right. right. Perfect. How Thanks. are you feeling? Awesome. Good? Yeah, yeah, feeling Excellent. strong. Good stuff. I want to go back to Gorek Shep now. So, <laughs> Andy, I'm, I'm going to hand over responsibility yes. for the, uh, for the um, comments. The, the comments into you. So, yeah, yeah, you so I'm on the, I'm on the, the, uh, the usual WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, no worries. There's a few on there coming in. Okay, great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. You go for it. Okay, so we're going to jump on the bike now because of the old uh, Enjoy, knee situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the knee situation is one of those. Yeah, that yeah. Um, having yeah, absolutely having knee surgery is not conducive to functioning well at altitude. I find oh, it's not great for, uh, for <laughs> or, functioning, really, functioning yeah. at, at all. Yeah, so I'll just move a little bit of space here, and we'll just bring the bike in. That should be good. Oh. And we are basically going to do similar sort of uh, testing now. This one? Yeah. How do you want that one set up? If we just bring it through nice to there. If I move that up there, where it was. Yeah. Perfect. So, so it's going to be the same idea in terms of the testing, but obviously just on the bike. Yeah. I should put bad leg on first. I'm going to go in like this. this. Yeah. Well, hopefully everything, the, everything on the bike is adjustable in terms of the saddle heights and all the rest of it. So pull that for me. I've got clips. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So we're in there. Ah, and then we'll go. As we're again. doing this, guys, um, don't forget any questions. This is really any graceful. Any further questions? Yeah. You okay? And let me just check the extension on the knee. Perfect. Yeah, happy with that? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, this is really good. I'm just, I'm just reading through some of the questions, guys, Back just to see bike. what's coming through. Dave, you're on the bike. It's great yeah, to see you on the bike. I, I'll be honest, I prefer my saddle. That's it, mate. Dial is, that um, to I know, there's a couple here. It's, it's, it's great. There's so <laughs> many questions coming through. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It's really good, guys. It's great to see so many, so many questions. While I was doing that, because I was, I was, I was trying to focus. Did you um, talk about aspirin at all? Uh, no, because there's a few questions that came up about aspirin, um, which we will answer in a second once Dave's up and running. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah, no stress. Um, we're just gonna just gonna introduce it now. So all we're gonna do, so on the watt bikes, there's so much data we can get from the watt bikes, as you know. Yeah. But all we're gonna get you to do is just pedal at a really um, good consistency on this one. So the leg, Dave, right? Yeah. Yeah, leg feels fine, mate. Yeah. Feel good? Leg feels fine, yeah. It's more the arse. <laughs> have to beat that out later soon. Yeah. <laughs> so if you take your cadence up more towards 80 or 90 RPM, so you're just putting a little bit of a little bit more work in. And actually. Uh, Paula Reed says, no falling off, Dave. <laughs> uh, James Ashley says, uh, Dave, helmet and harness, so you don't fall off. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's worried about you, Dave. Tour de France, here we go, that's from the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just back off a little bit, if you just hover more around 80. Dave, I think we RPM. forgot to ask. You need to put your Mendel Bhutans on. My Mendel Bhutans, okay, yeah. Right, get your pens ready. Perfect. So we'll do the same again. This is just quite a nice light exercise intensity. Yeah. Is that okay, speed? Yeah, it feels fine, yeah. Good, yeah. <laughs> Be careful with that knee, Mark says. Yeah. This is bringing this. It's like I uh, have told him, Mark, but he couldn't resist. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've been doing physio on the bike, so. Well, and what you will find is that actually a lot of the way that the um, you know Premier League football clubs and and those guys yeah. are using their altitude training is they're actually in rehab, so they'll yeah. be doing this sort of thing because. What you'll find as you start to crank up the altitude is that even though you're pedaling at quite a light intensity, your heart rate will start going up and up and up. So you get a good cardiovascular workout without actually loading your uh, Doing well, yeah, Dave. loading yourself Doing really well. too much. Well, everyone's there. I'm going to take on a couple of questions. Yeah. While you're going through that, um, we talked about aspirin. Yes. So um, someone was asking about taking aspirin at altitude. I think it was Mick, and also Dave Rivington. So Mick, hey Mick, hey Dave. Um, can you take aspirin to thin the blood at altitude? I know that, certainly for me, James, the first couple of times I went to altitude, I, I took one a day. 
And I know it doesn't have a huge effect, but it was more psychological than anything else. Yeah, it's, you, have it's, you any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's definitely something that you can do to thin the blood yeah. because, as we said, the blood does become much thicker when you're at altitude. Yeah. Um, my first port of call would always be to look at why the blood is thick. Yeah. And actually, can we address that with better hydration? And then if that fails or we need something to back that up, yeah. can, you, uh, can you hit that with an aspirin? And I think Leah has asked as well, um, uh, Leah's all the way from Australia. Evening, Leah, actually, yeah, it's early hours for you, isn't it, Leah? Um, with the blood thickening, are clots and DVTs more likely at high altitude? Um, there, is, there is some risk, um, yeah. more so around if people are taking um, oral contraceptive pills. Yeah. Like there's a risk with that, um, okay. and that's something to, to discuss with a GP before you go. Yeah, but nice. generally, the, the risk there is offset by the fact that you're being active. Okay. Um, you know, it's not like being in an airplane where you're just sitting there for, for eight, nine hours at a time or whatever. Yeah. Because you're being active, you're pumping the blood, you're, you're more likely to be okay. Yeah, um, nice. And I think it's always you know, something we, we always talk about is there's an element of danger in the mountains at altitude anyway. You know, I think you have to be happy with that. I think we talked about it. It's, 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 there's unmanaged danger and managed danger, yeah. and I think certainly at altitude, anything can happen in life, yeah. whether you're crossing a road in London yeah. or whether you're at a mountain yeah. in, in, in the Himalayas, for example. And I think when it comes to uh, things like blood clots, DVTs, things like that, it can happen. Um, yeah, it can. I, I've, I've, I think I've heard of some yeah. stories, very rarely. Yeah. And I think some are on Everest. I know yeah. people who've had blood clots on Everest yeah. because obviously that's, that's, that's a completely different ball game, of yeah. course. But, you know, I think, yeah, you'd have to uh, accept a little bit of risk, I think, yeah. if you go into these places. And that's, that's often, when you say about Everest, that's often more so related to edemas. So that's okay. fluid yeah. build up on the, on the brain, fluid build up on the lungs, which of course that, don't worry. Good. How's it feeling on the knee? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> Jerome's asked a good here. question. I'm not sure, you mentioned, would the Evertrek team organize a group visit to the Altitude Center sometime? I don't know, I'll have a word with the guys, see if yeah, we can fit you in. It's something that we had a little conversation about before we came in, and we was thought it? it'd be a good thing to do. So yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. nicely. I'm sure we could, I'm sure we can do yeah. that. Although we have got quite a few <laughs> Evertrekkers, so uh, we'll have to, More than merrier. to see on the numbers. Obviously, we love everyone in here. But, we'll do it um, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah we'll do it a couple <laughs> yeah, of times. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a really good idea, actually. Um, so yeah, Dave Rimmington, uh, and again, apologies, guys, I'm repeating myself. What's the lowest Sweet oxygen level you can operate on? Yeah, so um, I guess that's just the, the opposite of the question you're saying. When we get yeah. to six and a half thousand meters, yeah. that is what, nine nine percent oxygen yeah. compared to twenty one percent at sea level. Okay. So it's yeah, it's quite a drop off. And the, the percentage, like the, the oxygen levels. Oh, in terms what of would be the lowest you would blood. you would say okay? Yeah, we <clears throat> we would always get to take the mask off if it gets down to seventy two percent in the blood. We would always okay. get to take the mask off. And it's one of those where it's not that it necessarily becomes that unsafe because we haven't got you on the mask for that amount of time yeah. but it's because there's no additional benefit to being lower and as you say it's about the the risk reward like you yeah. only need to be in the mid mid 80s to get the the adaptations yeah. so we don't need to take you much lower than that yeah. how did that feel so awesome, Dave. Yeah, yeah that was fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was what was the scores on the doors it's oh, really uh, good yeah, yeah night higher in here but then yeah, you, you we'll kind see, of... We'll see when I put the mask on. Let's not, yeah, we're not exactly. going to celebrate too soon. Yeah, dip down to, to uh, 93, 94% through the second minute. Um, but then other than that, mostly 95%, 96%, which is fine. Marvelous. So I'll grab that one. And then if you want to pop the mask back on. <laughs> mask that's right. So yeah, top one there. I love this. I feel like Ivan Drago. <laughs> um, a couple of things. Uh, I think Sital. Uh, hey, Sital, I see you on the live. Um, any recommendations for breathing techniques? I know there's, obviously, there's a lot out there, aren't yeah. there? Yeah. Just going to pull the strap up just a little bit higher so it sits above your ears. In terms of breathing techniques, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, people will talk about... Um, a Wim Hof and stuff Wim like that. Wim Hof and, yeah. and things that they've, they've picked up from yoga practices and things yeah. like that, which is fine, you know, if that works for you. Um, the main thing is to, to think about breathing deeply. You want to give yeah. your body as much time as possible um, you know, in order to keep the oxygen levels high in the blood, you have to get loads of oxygen into the body first, right? Yeah. So breathing in deeply uh, and controlled and through your nose yeah. where you can, which we talked about before, because yeah. otherwise your throat starts to dry out yeah. when you're out. That's why I noticed it on there, because yeah. I can't actually breathe through my nose. I know we were talking before, so I, it's my mouth. Yeah. It does get dry. I do get that at altitude. Sometimes I, if that's exactly the case the and, you, and you're a mouth breather like me, it's definitely worth um, wearing a, a mask, um, like a buff. Keep the dust out. Very yeah. handy. And the other thing that I quite like on that 
piece of advice that I was given and I used when I was on Killy was have something like a uh, a fruit mento or a starburst or something yeah. to keep everything lubricated. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, that's that's. It's just uh, it's just taking a moment to uh, settle in at the moment. I think. There we go. Seems far more likely. Same with the blood oxygen. So these are your new lungs, Dave, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that is pretty much what's happening. The machine is taking air from the room, sucking yeah. the oxygen out of it, feeding it into these bags, and then you're breathing from the bags. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we can maintain such a good flow rate with these uh, with the machines that we have. Paul Dewhurst. Hey, Paul. Um, do altitude training masks work the same way? They're, they're a little bit different, aren't we? Because I know we, yeah. we, we chat a bit about it before. Yeah, they, um, they're, they're very different. Yeah. They don't, so what I was saying before about the uh, manipulating the partial pressure yeah. of oxygen, they don't do that. Um, you might as well take very small breaths or breathe through a straw or something like that, and that give you a similar effect. They don't have any benefit for, for altitude, that's for sure. Yeah. They might train some of the muscles around your <coughs> lungs okay. um, to help you breathe, but for most people, that's not a limiting factor to yeah. exercise. So, I mean, the fact that they've had to rebrand them from altitude masks to respiratory training yeah. devices, that a lot, whatever, actually, I, yeah, think, I think that probably tells you everything that you need to know about them, to be completely honest with you. And I think the, bi the big thing is, is that, yeah, be careful with that, because I've seen a few advertised. Yeah. And I know, obviously, we're, every week, guys, we talk about this, don't rely on those masks. Don't think you can do that, and then you can. You, you don't have to do the acclimatization when you're out there on a trip. Like, you know, doing the acclimatization on the trips is is so important. Um, and don't neglect that and think you can walk faster just because you practice with one of those masks. Um, obviously, I'm, I haven't seen any comments in the Evertrackers group, but I have seen comments in others. So it's just worth um, worth dropping in there. Yeah. Um, does oh Sarah? Hey Sarah, string fellow. Um, Hey guys, does being a smoker help or hinder at altitude? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It yeah. might uh, it might give the impression of helping, yeah. but it might be slightly hindering in overall. Um, yeah. Often we find that people who smoke have better numbers in terms of their blood oxygen saturation yeah. um, than, than people who don't. But overall, the impact on um, cardiorespiratory fitness and the negative impact on cardiorespiratory fitness is probably... Yeah outweighing that benefit so it's a mix it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag, mixed isn't bag it? yeah. yeah great stuff yeah it's, it's quite interesting you know, i've seen especially in the pool uh, i've seen quite a few of the the locals smoke yeah a lot yeah and obviously they're you know because they, they live in an altitude and it's completely different obviously they're, they're already acclimatized yeah you know yeah don't, don't join in yeah i remember seeing someone i think it was a few years back and we were at Everest Base Camp and she was smoking something that wasn't a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, something to do with green. And um, she then climbed Kalapatar and almost had to get carried down. Um, I think you told me about that, right? Um, yeah, so it's not something we recommend, obviously. Um, First ever trip. Ramona's saying, am I the only one laughing here? <laughs> I thought you're, you're doing really well. Your heart rate's bloody really good, isn't it? Yeah, we'd take that one with a pinch of salt. It's the blood oxygen that we're mostly interested okay. in at this point. And the yeah, <laughs> I think uh, everyone's. Uh, this is like a medical medical experiment. Dave, doing this weeks after surgery. Well done. That's from Ramona. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, it's one of those things. We, we obviously can't wait to to get back to altitude and. Have you got any trips on the horizon, James? I haven't at the moment, no. unfortunately, no. Um, at the moment, it's one of those who are just training yeah. so that once once we can travel, we're back on it. But we were talking before about Nepal, yeah. and that's a part of the world that I'm just desperate to get out to. So, uh, yeah, we'll be continuing that conversation. That's for sure. Yeah, no, we'd love to have you on the yeah. trip. I think ultimately now we're, we're training, and I suppose another question off the top of my head yeah. uh, for yourself is, like, how far in advance would you say, okay, right, let's start this training now yeah. before your trip? In terms of doing this baseline, we'd always rather get people doing it yeah. sooner rather than later because okay. if you've got 12 months available to you, yeah. you want to make the most of it. You don't want to get to you know a month before your trip and go, oh my God, I wish I'd done that yeah. baseline assessment beforehand. So it might be that you only need to train for a couple of months beforehand, yeah. but if you know that a year out, then Happy days. you're in the position to make that decision. And I know it's been challenging because we've had a lot of Evertrekkers who you know, some of them have had to reschedule their trip like stop there, three, sometimes four times. 
just keep that. Which keep the can screw on. up your training in a way, but you know, doing more is, is not going to hurt. And I know a lot of Evertrackers have been, have been out there training. You okay? Mate, you're doing well. Stats yeah. look good. What height was that? Was that the... Yes, yeah, so that was 3,800 meters. Nice, Everest yeah. So again, looking pretty good on that one, to be fair. Yeah. Um, blood oxygen saturation was lower than it was when you were resting, as we'd expect. Yeah. Um, but not a lot lower. You were more low 90s. You dipped towards 88, 89% through the fourth minute. Um, <laughs> but to have that as a low point is, is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when you were just passively at that altitude, you were more like 95, 96%. So again, you can see the impact that, you know, what is fairly light exercise in terms of the absolute intensity, something yeah. becomes very difficult uh, when you when you add it in that well, altitude. I think pedaling at that cadence, yeah, at that altitude, I could take it off, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now you know, mate, if you're hiking. Yeah, pedaling at that cadence, yeah. at altitude, yeah. I think would be pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but that, that's actually, it's really interesting because yeah, yeah. it's it's a, I don't know, it's like a difference between, I think it starts off a subtle, you yeah. notice it subtly. Yeah. And then obviously cycling like that for this length of time would normally, yeah. you, would, you wouldn't be sweating, you wouldn't be out of breath. So I think it is quite interesting that just having done that with the low oxygen has worked my body a bit harder. Yeah. It's um, pushed it a bit, isn't it? And I know, you yeah, know, we were talking before, we're, we're probably not on our prime levels of fitness, but... <laughs> Far from it, far from it. I left my prime level of fitness on the mountain not long after I crashed. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's really interesting. Um, there's a few other questions coming through uh, from Brooke, who has already been here. Um, but she was asking uh, how often we need to visit for it to have any effect. Yeah, we'd be looking at like two or three sessions a week. Um, and then if you're looking at two or three sessions a week, for four to six weeks. Okay. You start to see the benefits over and above if you're yeah. doing the same training at, at sea level in terms of your fitness and in terms of your transitization. Yeah. Yeah, Brooke says she's ready for the Killy mountain bike now, Dave. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Soon. Brooke. Soon, yeah. No, that, that's, um, I certainly will be in here two to three times a week doing that training. Yeah. Because there's just no other way to really simulate that no. you know like I, unless yeah. i go cycling in the alps yeah. which is probably even more inconvenient <laughs> but um yeah. but no yeah it's it's like i said it's strange it's i haven't been to altitude before it doesn't feel unfamiliar it doesn't yeah. even feel that aggressive a change yeah. it's a subtle difference yeah. i'm feeling at the moment like normally after doing that for this length of time the room's quite cool yeah. Yeah. i wouldn't be sweating really yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but just doing that, you can tell that I've been breathing harder, breathing harder. Yeah, you've done well. Harder. You've done well. And then, um, but yeah, my, I, I, to be honest, like that's altitude aside, I'm pretty pleased with how my knee's doing. Yeah, mate, I, I know. I'm very <laughs> impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just something, Graham, before we we'll go into Dave's last bit there. What's the cost of an altitude test set and a checkup then? I know the consultation. And I know we've obviously got... Um, yeah, 30% discount list. for uh, Evertrackers on the baseline assessment. Um, nice. It's 199, it's the yeah. baseline assessment. So we go through all of this. Um, what you've not seen on the live is the testing that we did beforehand as well. So we went yeah. through some health checks, looked at some things like your lung function, blood pressure, yeah. really simple stuff, but has to be done. Yeah. Um, and this did the passive testing as well. So it's kind of a 90 minute, hour and 45 consultation um, that we take you through in, awesome. in the full thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So definitely, um, in terms of the link, I know we've got it, uh, we've got the, the uh, email address on there already, yes. haven't we? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, just drops an email with city at altitudecenter.com. Nice. So it's straight down the barrel. I've done that before. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good man. I, I know we've also as well, and I'm sure because just in terms of touch points, if you in the members area, you do have a form there which you can fill in, which goes directly to you guys, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, again, it's just another point of contact. If obviously you can't remember that email, just do that as well. Yeah. And the guys, you've obviously had a lot yeah, <laughs> over the yeah, last yeah, yeah. Uh, since we've uh, no, teamed up. Good. But um, no, it's been great. I know a lot of Evertrackers really value that. Yeah. Um, just that that little bit of knowledge, and obviously from us, you know, we've you know we, we do these trips usually. Um, you know, we've done so over the last five years with a lot of success, but uh, the one thing I like about, about you, obviously yourself, James, and the team, obviously you come out from a scientific approach yeah. as well, yeah. and obviously it works. Yeah. Um, and it's great seeing this data, actually. There's so much yeah. you can learn from that. There's and then, a lot, there's a, there is know? a lot that you can learn from it. We come at it from the, the scientific angle, but we yeah. have, I mean, we have all been to Killy as well. You know, everyone yeah, who works exactly, for the team, yeah. we have got the experience of, of being at altitude, you know, so, uh, yeah. This, this is nice. Down. Altitude is actually cooling me at the moment. Before, let's get you on then, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've gone up to Gorakshep now, okay? Let's make that. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I know you love Gorakshep. 
Yeah, it's uh, really picturesque. Yeah. So going high again now, so it's 5,100 meters. Brilliant. 11% oxygen on this one. So it drops it down again. And again, we'll see how we nice go day. through. It's just while you guys set that up as well. Um, don't forget guys, we're doing the um, Kilimanjaro the long way competition at the moment. Ali, on the comments, if you could put the, the link uh, to enter in that competition, uh, obviously jump in there, it's for, it's for anyone, obviously the winner and a friend uh, to come with us to Kilimanjaro. I know we've, we've done a similar thing in the past. Uh, obviously get yourself involved guys, and we're doing the, uh, it's on Tuesday the 27th of July, let me check, yep, which is two weeks today, so got a little bit of time to enter it. Get yourself involved, um, and then once you enter as well, you get the full kind of walkthrough of the journey. Um, videos, you know, which Steve behind the camera was uh, come with us uh, a very long time ago now. <laughs> um, and obviously you can see exactly what you're going to win uh, and exactly what you're going to get. So get involved, guys. Um, Ali, yeah, if you could pop that link in the comments, that would be awesome. Um, well, just a few more questions then. Let's have a look. Uh, Mick, Mick Hamilton. Hey, Mick. got to mention Island Peak just when Mick's on because... Mick's been at Everest Base Camp before, um, but he wants to do Island Peak, and I think he's rescheduled three or four times now, so he just wants to get out there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, super frustrating, and we know yeah. what it's like, Mick. Um, great guy, though. We, we, we spent some time on training weekend in Wales, which is brilliant, which is now his second home, because he, he's always over there. Uh, but he did ask, what about age, i.e. over 60? Um, obviously, cool to come in and, yeah, and do that. Yeah, doesn't... Um doesn't seem to, to affect it too much, to be honest with you, in terms yeah. of how you deal with the altitude. Um, it seems to be that at, at a population level, yeah. people who are older tend to be a little bit less fit. That's, obviously, that's massively individual, yeah. um, but that seems to, seems to be the only impact of, of age, really, rather than how you actually deal with the, the altitude itself. Okay. Yeah, 100%. A mix, definitely not, I would say, average... 60-year-old. Yeah, well, yeah, um, exactly. You know, Ex-military, very fit, very driven, yeah. you know, he's, he's, which I think is important uh, oh, because it's got to be about mental, where you're at mentally, obviously, and physically as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, but the, um, the mental side of things is massively important because, you know, you're yeah. up there for so long, yeah. you know, it's long days of walking as well, and that's something that we'll always say to people. Yeah, Andy, who's just commented as well, he's booked Island Peak 2023. Brilliant. He'll be 57. No problem, Andy. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> You'll do, you do well, mate. It's, uh, oh, we can't wait to go. We were talking about Island Peak earlier. You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the knee okay? Okay. Almost done, mate. Keep going. How long we got left? Well, we got another two. two minutes left. Two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. Dave. You can do it, mate. You can do it. Stats are looking good. I bet everyone's just... Um, Open your knees up. Yeah, but you can see again how uh, how deeply he's breathing. Cause he's completely oh, empty wow. these yeah, bags yeah. each time. That's how deeply he's breathing now at this point. Come on, Dave. Working up to top of Killy now. Come on. Great stuff. It's mad because we, we've been on for almost like over 50 minutes already. So I think when once we're done, we'll have a little bit of a chat and then we'll yeah. hopefully finish in about five minutes. So obviously, thanks for everyone that's joined today. Any any other questions? Though, do drop me in, guys. I, we covered so much already. Um, I think Diane, actually. Diane, hey, Diane. Um, looking at, so if I define my oxygen levels drop too quickly during a session at the altitude uh, center, is there anything I could specifically do to improve that? Um, the team, obviously, they, they train really hard already. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, it's all about time spent at altitude. I'm just going to get you to stop there because the blood oxygen has just dipped down to a level that will get you to uh, stop the test at. So oh. just stop a little bit earlier with that one, yeah. So if you just pop the mask off there. Well done, Dave. You just come down. Good simulation. At that point. Nailed it, mate. Yeah. Well, so that... still to, to get through the best part of three, three and a half minutes on that test is, is, is still very good. Well done. Woo! Yeah. I don't, it feels okay, like, it's just, yeah. it's just hard to physically yeah. draw the breath at the moment. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what we saw, as I say, you yeah. know, you're emptying the, the bags there and... Uh, okay. Ah, uh, there we go. Right. Perfect. Is it okay? Yeah, I feel great, yeah. <laughs> they, they, because of the knee, everyone's like... I know. Yeah, 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 are coming through. I'm thinking they're all worried but about no, you. No, no, I feel great. It's warmed up. Okay. <laughs> if you want to pop the mask off the uh, thing there and just pop it back in your... Uh, back in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just reading no. some of the comments again, guys. So, yeah. yeah. Um, another question. Uh, Leah from uh, all the way from Australia again. Have you known of anyone that's trained her altitude on anticoagulants? I'm trying to... What are they? Anticoagulants. So it's to do with um, stopping your uh, blood from... Plotting. 
Okay. Um, what, anticoagulants? No, not personally. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the interaction could be. And the honest answer is that I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. And I would look for a doctor's advice yeah. who's prescribing the anticoagulants. Um, yeah, you should. Provided that you're good to exercise, I don't see that there'd be any reason not to be at moderate yeah. altitude, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's about, I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I, I haven't heard of that before. It's a good question, though. Yeah. Um, we could definitely do some research ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, Leah, definitely check, check out with your doctor, mate. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm sure it, it, it'd be fine. Um, but all right, guys, yeah. Any, yeah. Anything else, Dave, before we, we uh, I pick up someone up? else's phone. Well, you were talking about the, the training before, before yeah. you cut off. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the main thing is about accumulating plenty of time at, at yeah. altitude. That's the main thing. Um, so in terms of, you know, that could be exercising at altitude. Um, in terms of acclimatization, one of the best things to be doing is, is what we call the pod. Yeah. Um, so it's basically pre-acclimatizing before you go. So it's using the equipment that we've used today, breathing intermittently through the mask. Yeah. So five minutes with the mask on, five minutes with the mask off. And that's simulating altitudes 4,000 meters and upwards. And the more yeah, nice. time you can get with that, the better acclimatized you know, yeah. anyone's going to be for whatever. Um, I need to spend is. some time in the pod. That sounds like my type of acclimatization, yeah. you know, because um, that, <laughs> was, does, that was fascinating. Actually, it was really yeah. fun. Yeah. And um, what I found quite interesting was how quick that saturation level dropped. Yeah. I noticed that. Yours, like, what, was the, what was it, 70? Because I think my yeah. pulse rate stayed yeah, yeah. relatively stable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but do you know what? It was almost like my breath was getting ahead of me. So yeah. it got a little bit harder to breathe. Yeah. And then subsequent breaths, it's like you're trying to recoup what you didn't get yeah, the breath before. Right. And it, it yeah. just spirals from there. And you're right, the blood oxygen saturation just came down so quickly. You were mid-80s and you were fine. And then all of a sudden it was actually, I want to stop this test yeah. now because you've, you've got down to... Yeah. to and that was interesting level. because I actually felt it, you know, and... I wondered if it was psychological because I'll be honest, I didn't even look at the bags, yeah. those lungs. Yeah. And then as soon as I saw them like sucked in empty, yeah. my mind, I think, was like saying... There's none left, yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but um, yeah, that was fascinating, and I really, I really actually enjoyed that test. Well, and, everyone, um, everyone said you done so well, mate. Um, like everyone's saying, yeah, great job, Dave. That's from Marky V. Um, <laughs> James Ashley says the pod in the pub. That'd be that's a great yeah. idea. Not yeah, sure about that, but um, talk about that off, off yeah, camera. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, something out off camera. <laughs> now this is brilliant. Well, look, um, obviously it's been great, and James. You know, thanks so much, mate, for, for doing that and yeah. obviously inviting us down. And I'm not going to shake your hand on the live, James, because yeah, I'm going to no, wait till that dries off a bit, yeah. okay? But yeah, there you yeah. are. <laughs> Appreciate no, that. It's, it's been great. And, and, and like we, we, we talked about there, and don't forget that you've got the 30% um, the off the, the consultation right. with the guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely give it a shout, guys. It's, I, I'm not, it's fascinating for, for me personally. Yeah. I've been to altitude like several times. I think my body's definitely remembered. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly very useful if, for example, you know, you, you, want, you want to see how, if you've never been to altitude before and you want to maybe see how you're going to perform around. So I think mm -hmm. it's, it's fascinating yeah. to know where you're at. Yeah. But don't be, and, and as we said, and I think Diane's question was about don't be put off if your scores aren't great because right. you, you've, got, you, you've got a chance there to work at it. Well, yeah. no, and um, also it's exactly relative right. as well yeah. because, you know, my, we stopped my test there because my blood oxygen got really low. Yeah. But yeah, I've summited Killy and I've been to base camp exactly. four or five four times. Yeah. Four times. Yeah. And... It's never been as low as that. Yeah. But I think coming here, doing that, yeah. having a baseline to improve yes. upon would be, um, would be great. Because like, yeah, exactly. I already know with my type of psychology that the next time I come, well, I've got to finish the <laughs> yes. yes. And yeah. then the time after that, it's like, yeah. what was my lowest? 82, right? Yeah. It's not going below 85. Yeah. And yeah. I think treating it like that, like a challenge, treating acclimatization like yeah. part of the challenge, yeah. and, and it is an intrinsically, yeah. well, it's probably the most important part because yeah. without the altitude, it's no different than going to the Peak District or going to Brecon. I mean, it is a little yeah. bit different. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of the difficulty level, yeah. it ramps it up. Yeah. And I think it's uh, nothing to be afraid of, just learned about. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the key thing that I'd say. The more that you yeah. can know about it and the more that you can experience it, the better prepared you're going to be. Yeah, exactly. So awesome. All right, well, well, cheers, guys. Yeah, Thank thanks for all joining us. I hope Thanks, that was, guys. It's a little bit different to our normal Tuesday tune-in. Right, and uh, where's my knee, Bruce? I'm joking. <laughs> I thought you were saying that. Was yeah. <laughs> no, it feels, it feels great after like warming up and loosening up. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's great. And also, <laughs> thanks to Steve and Zach. They're behind the camera today. Uh, but they, they, they set everything up for us, uh, brought all the way to, to London. Yeah. So it's obviously set everything up as you see it now. Or, what was it said? Good, good morning, Britain, trekking style, someone said on the last one. Um, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week um, with something a little bit different. We won't be here. We'll be back in the office. Uh, for another Tuesday tune in. But yeah, thanks guys. Brilliant. Awesome. See you next thanks, week. Thanks guys. Right, Take cheers. care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mount Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.